coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Welcome back to Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, and today... I have with me Tara Riley. She's the president of Fresh Coat Painters. Welcome to the show, Tara. Thanks for having me. This is great. You're welcome. It's great to have you. So tell us a little bit about how you wound up at at Fresh Coat. I know there's a little story there with your history and background in franchising. But tell us a little bit about that and and a little bit about your your vision for the future. Absolutely. I think... And this is probably true of a lot of people in franchising. I certainly, if you'd asked me when I was 15 years old, you know, what did, what did I want to be? Franchise professional didn't roll off my tongue, you know. In fact, when I was that age, I often would say, I don't know anything but business, quite honestly. But ironically, I went to work for McDonald's, uh, McDonald's franchisee when I was in high school. And, you know, really, because my friends were there, it was flexible. But what I didn't know is I was already in franchising. And I ended up staying on the franchisee side for a few years. I went to school, I went to college and, you know, realized that maybe I didn't really want to be a veterinarian or an engineer. And meanwhile, I was getting promoted and I was started, I got the opportunity to run a store and get some development on that side. And I realized I really love this business thing, right? You know, so I, good, good thing is that I ended up, I was at Texas A&M University and thank God they have a great business school too, because that's what I ended up graduating in eventually. And I had a great mentor, you mentioned this at that time, who kept telling me, you know, you should go to work for McDonald's Corporation. So I was working for franchisees at the time. So things evolved and I actually did end up making that leap over to McDonald's Corp. And I ended up in franchise support. And that's when I really fell in love with franchising. Really loved coaching, helping people achieve what they wanted to. You would think, you know, hey, McDonald's, it's A lot of people think of uh, fast food and they think of these guys that own hundreds of stores and really at McDonald's, it's really an owner operator model. You know, when I was there, I think the average number of stores people had was five, 5.7. So they were really, you know, small to medium sized business owners. And I, not only did I fall in love with franchising, but I also fell in love with the idea of how do you scale? How do you, how do you achieve out of the business to get that quality of life and balance with profitability and so there was there was a lot of aspects of it, and it was it was really just a great training ground for me over the years. And from there, I you know I, I could have stayed. I loved McDonald's. It was a great, really a great development and learning opportunity. But I will tell you that as I kept getting promoted, I realized I was getting farther away from what I really loved, which was working directly with franchise owners. And so an opportunity came for me to jump into a, what was then a young brand, Sport Clips. Um, so a lot of people are familiar with Gordon Logan and Sport Clips and. We it was fairly small at that time, 120 stores. I think they're well over 2,000 now. But it was it was great because at that moment they had not really evolved their franchise coaching model. So I got the opportunity to come in and really create that uh, and really lay the foundations for that, which I love. I love you know organizational development and and creating things like that. Um, I ended up uh, 
uh, from there kind of careening into, you know, now those were both retail. I ended up in home services. I got an opportunity with an even smaller brand to kind of to do the same thing. You know, let's build this coaching model. Let's figure out how we support franchise owners so they can be profitable and successful. And uh, so then I, you know, got the opportunity and I was with Enhanced Wood Renewal for a short period of time. And they were an absolutely, um, um, it was absolutely, I fell in love with the idea of home services models. Anyway, fast forward a little bit, I, I bounced around, but the opportunity came up for me to get to Freshcoat as president. And so that fulfilled a dream of mine, the ability to lead a brand, but also the fact that it was in, in the home services space. I just, you know, I, I always tell um, prospective franchises of our system is that you have to love the outcome of what we do, first of all. You know, if, if you, you've got to want to know um, you know, you got to like the business, right? You know, we always say there's three questions you got to an- answer if you're going into franchising, right? Are going to buy a, or uh, you're going to invest in franchising? You know, are you ready to own your own business? You know, do you like the industry? And so, do you like the outcomes? And then, do you trust and like us, right? So, you got to be able to answer yes to all three of those for you to be able to say yes to joining, um, you know, Fresh Code. So, Anyway, I love the home services. I love the model. I love the expansiveness of it. You know, I, I, all those years in retail, it was fun. It was fun to see how much, you know, how much capacity and scaling can we pump out of a four walls environment. But what was fun about home services is that just immense ability of it to scale. And because, you know, it's just, it's just fun. And I, and I like, I just have always liked the trades and, and home services. So anyway, uh, that is how I, I came to be. Um, I was, blessed about eight years ago to get this opportunity. And it's been, it's been a fun ride. Um, really have enjoyed um, helping fresh coat owners grow and scale as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, to start with McDonald's, I think even uh, the novice franchise person that just knows, okay, franchise McDonald's, McDonald's franchise, like they just kind of equate the two. Oh, yeah. So clearly a, a pioneer, were they the first official franchise or was there a different, I think they're one of the first official but I mean, to learn, do you know that that answer? No, I mean, you know, I think people say there's all kinds of different things in the history of franchising. I mean, McDonald's yeah. was certainly one of the first really giant, you know, growth folks in the food, you know, in the fast food service. But there were fast gotcha. food companies well before. I think White Castle started in 21, I think, uh, you know, but it, um, you know, they for a while, you know, certainly was the largest. And I think it had yeah. a really interesting foundation. You know, I, I, yeah. McDonald's foundation was a little different than a lot of the, a lot of the other chains. And so it was gotcha. really well. So you learned a lot. I so you learned a lot. lot. That was my, I figured there's some, some ingredients to that opportunity that, that really you took with you as you've uh, gone through it. And, and same with sports clips and some of these other iconic brands. So you, you learn a lot and then you get the chance to help the emerging brands. Right. Yeah. Uh, so fresh coat, let's talk about fresh coat. Um, so you as, as president, that's a pretty big job and yeah. you're representing a brand. So tell me a little bit about the brand. Um, I, I hear different things when I do interview home services brands. And uh, I'm just wondering how, how, when I think of the brand Fresh Coat, the, the name, the logo, the approach, the culture, like what in your mind as the president, what is it that you're conveying there? Yeah, obviously, we are trying to provide, uh, convey professionalism in a trade that has a tendency to be dominated by uh, local independence, right? You know, it's it's a fragmented industry. Um, and so our first thing is professionalism and certainty, um, you know, that you know what you're getting, you know what to expect, um, you know, helping, you know, when we talk about our, 
you know, whether it's our resident, we're primarily residential, but, you know, you know, we, we try to position ourselves from the, you know, the homeowner side, you know, look, we don't want to disrupt your life for three weeks. You know, we want to get in, you know, get in, give you certainty. We're going to start on this day. We're going to end on that date. Um, those are some of the things that Hallmark Fresh Coat, you know, is just, um, you know, we have quoting systems that allow us to be able to know. We know how many hours it's going to take. We know exactly how many people we can apply to it. You know, we can work with our friend, you know, our owners the, to make sure that, you know, our homeowners and and in our commercial space, you know, we're able to convey this professionally. We, you know, we know what we're doing. We understand the not only, you know, the the labor side of it, but we understand the material side of it so that we give you a professional appearance, right? Yeah, yeah, painting done right. Painting done right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's let's be real clear about that, right? Because it's such a, a problem in the home services uh, world, eh? just getting that done. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about you, you'd mentioned um, the idea of of helping. Uh, you liked home services because, and I think I, I I resonated when you said this because of all the different ways that you can grow the business. Yeah. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit about that. I, you know, so we have homeowners or not homeowners. We have uh, local owners, right? right? And your goal, obviously, as a brand president, is to is to see success in every location. Tell me how important is it to provide that sort of, I guess, that moving bar that's always saying we can go further. So the first time we have a franchisee that might hit the seven figure mark or might hit multiple millions or whatever those thresholds are, how important is that idea of continuing to see your top franchisee get bigger, right? Obviously, averages all be, being better, but is that something you look at? Or is it more just, you know, everybody kind of hitting that sort of goal of their own to to achieve what they're looking for in the brand for themselves? Or are you always looking, how can we move the needle? How can we get someone even more successful? And then does that bring everybody up? Does that kind of increase the motivation of everybody else? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, you know, I think there's two things you said in there, and I think they're both important. I think the first most important thing is people, you know, need to achieve what they want out of the business, you know. Um, you know, I think that's one of the beauties of franchising. And I think that's the first most important hallmark of success is, are you achieving what you wanted out of the business? And that's usually some combination of quality of life combined with income, right? You know, so, you know, the beauty of home services and, and especially, you know, Fresh Code is there's some flexibility there to create and, you know, you get to build this business the way you want. Now, I will tell you that, yes, you know, I think, for long-term health of a business, if you really want long-term health in your business, if you want long-term quality of life, scaling is actually the way to get there. Um, you know, a lot of people think, well, I know I just want to kind of do this at this small level and that's, that's fine. But really, if you want the ability to walk away from a business for three weeks, go on vacation and the business continues to, um, you know, create income for you and take care of customers just like as if you were there, that's a scaled business, you know, that that's, that's a different level of business. And, and, and for us, and for, I think, for a lot of the owners that come in, that's what they're really looking for. So now, for us, it's important for us to help the top of the market continue to grow and scale. You know, I've worked, as, as we mentioned, I've worked in a lot of different franchise concepts. And, you know, what, what, what I benefited from that was I learned a lot of things. I learned good and bad. And I had, I've had the opportunity through the IFA and different things to see all kinds of 
meet different people and see all kinds of different franchises, organizations that are at different levels. But one thing that struck me was that our job, my job is to make sure that we're ahead, that we're ahead of our top franchise owner, that we're there to help them, you know, whoever's, you know, whatever their star they're reaching for, you know, that next threshold, that we're not letting them pioneer that. And we'll follow along and say, oh, well, what did you learn? I think it's our job to partner and to, and as the part of the brand is to make sure that we've laid the groundwork for them to achieve that. You know, whether that means us going outside of the brand, you know, we spend time with the uh, Painting Contractors Association, which is our trade industry, um, um, you know, uh, Bastion. And, and I, I'll spend time, you know, outside of Fresh Coat looking at people who are running eight, you know, eight and nine figure businesses in painting, right? And we're, granted, we're not there yet. But the thing is, what what can we learn from the businesses that have scaled to that level to bring back into our organization to say, okay, first of all, there's efficiencies there that we can employ right now that are going to help our owners be more profitable and have better quality of life, which is what we're shooting for, right? And the, and and most important, take care of our customers, right? That reputation. What's the ultimate marketing thing? Brand, right? Which is, you know, once was described to me as it's how people think and feel about you, even if they've never traded with you yet, mm-hmm. you know. And so that reputation, um, you know, you t- you asked about my vision. I said, you know, I like to say we're trying to build an iconic brand. You know, now, you know, you, you kind of sit up and go, wow, you know, you think about iconic brands out there like a McDonald's, Apple, these huge brands and say, boy, Tara, that's tall order, right? You know, to to get to an iconic brand. I said, but, you know, and I thought to myself, is that, man, am I being too aspirational? But I thought, you know, you know, because when you think of what it takes to be an iconic brand, you want to be known, you want to be trusted, and you want to be loved. That starts at the local level. You know, I, I tell um, franchise owners that, you know, and pr- prospects, said, you do this, as soon as you sign on, you're becoming iconic. You're going to be iconic in your family. You're going to be, start to be, you're going to make this brand iconic in your social circles. You'll make the brand iconic in your market. And when all of our franchise owners are pulling that same direction and we continue to expand the markets in, all of a sudden one day you're there, right? And to me, that's the journey that takes us there. And it's one customer at a time, but you know, that's all we can do. So I'm sorry, I got off on a tangent, but no, 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 that's perfect. That's exactly, I mean, you know, that what you're describing is something that investing in a franchise starts with, whether it's an emerging brand or what we would call an iconic brand that you instantly identify like Apple, you would think quality. I think McDonald's, I think value and speed Uh and inconvenience. But, but, you know, so they, those are brands that have, you know, successfully can, I think, believe what they wanted, conveyed the impact they wanted. But I think that does start with the very first owner. It starts with the, the, the when you sit down and you plan the, the branding, right? The, the, the look and the feel that you're conveying before it actually is felt by anyone else. You're, you're thinking of it. And so I think it's a really powerful tool that most don't realize they have in their, their, their uh, arsenal when they start a, a business as a franchisee. So that's an amazing uh, uh, revelation. So we were just talking about, you know, having those opportunities where the franchise owner can kind of decide where they start or we're not where they start, what, what kind of business they build, you know, is it, is it going to be super big? Is it going to be in the mi- middle, but always having those top franchisees set the pace. And I, you know, that was interesting. So, so 
in order to do all that, in order to, to have the consistency that you guys have across every location, across every owner, that's obviously not an easy thing to accomplish. Wow. Tell me a little bit about the, the technology and the operational side of things that it, I guess, again, you want folks to immediately identify these guys, no painting. They, they get it done right. They, they're, they're reliable, right? Those types of ideas. Right. Tell me a little bit about how, how you're working on with technology to enable that effect with the, with the clients. Yeah, I think there's a couple of ways that uh, we work with technology. I mean, first of all, our, our quoting software, um, you know, gives, you know, our franchisees, first of all, you know, even if they don't have 40 years of experience in the paint industry, they know what we would call the production rates, right? So that's built into our software. Um, the software is designed, and this is our original software, like, you know, saying, hey, if I'm out here and I'm going to do a quote, you know, uh, you know, a lot of most, you know, independent painters, they're going to rely on knowledge. They just, they walk in and they can eyeball it. They maybe take a measurement, but they know they're going to say, oh, this is going to take me X number of hours or days in their mind. Right. And they come up with a quote. You know, what we do is say, we take precise measurements. We know what the production rates are. Um, this has been built over time. And we know that, hey, it's going to take X number of labor hours to do this type of work, um, whether it's an interior. I mean, 80% of what we do is walls and trim and ceilings. I mean, but, you know, then you're going to get decks and you're going to get fences and you're going to get, um, you know, uh, industrial ceilings. You're going to get different things. And the bottom line is uh, estimating is all the same. So, you know, that helps our franchise owners be experts in that. Um, you know, we certainly teach and train uh, the you know, the basics of the industry. So one of the things that we do, and I think all, you know, painting companies probably do, but we have tools Our you know, we have online now app-based LMSs that have, um, you know, uh, you know, knowledge, painting knowledge built into it. Um, this really serves a couple of fold. It, one, it helps educate our franchise owners and their teams as they subsequently scale, right? But also it's an opportunity. We're, we're very, I'm, I'm very committed to the trade and bettering the trade. And so we actually also have um, our painter advancement system, which is designed for us to help painters learn the trade better. Uh, one of my first hires when I got here was a, a gentleman by the name of Brian Santos. He's a 40-year painter or fourth-generation painter um, and uh, had uh, really loves education, understands the industry. So we brought Brian on, and he's been part of our training team. He's our director of education. So we incorporate, you know, Brian's knowledge and the knowledge from, you know, all over the P, you know, the PCA and different things. Um, so anyway, so, you know, we started thinking about this and we were talking about technology the other day, you know, technology has evolved, you know, first having technology. I mean, our first quoting system was, um, was a spreadsheet and three-part carbonless, right? With the production rates all built in that evolved into technology, the software technologies I've talked to. And then, now, you know, we've recently invested heavily in the last, um, we've made a huge investment in upgrading that technology because it's not just about that. It's really about the entire customer experience, right? We're, we're marketing, we're a brand. So how do we make sure that there's a consistent customer experience? Go back to my McDonald's days. You know, you talk about speed. One of the things I would hallmark McDonald's for was consistency. It may not be the best food all the time, but it, it should be a Big Mac. I've eaten, I've eaten Big Macs in almost every state of the union plus you know, across the, you know, across the pond. And amazingly, they pretty much taste the same. And that's a mark of consistency, right? Those, those world famous French fries, you know, when they, right. you know, but <laughs> I mean, those are my favorite. Um, but, you know, the thing is, so, you know, technology helps us create a consistent brand. So now we have the ability from the way, you know, from the time somebody's thinking about painting, 
our, you know, whether it's our website technology to they say, Ooh, let me inquire. Now I want, I want a consistent experience for, for our customer. I want, I want that. And I want that, you know, certainty that, you know, Hey, when you're seeing solid communication, like, you know, I put it, you know, I, I put in a request for a quote and I'm either like, if it's a form fill, I get an immediate response. I'm, you know, I can get the scheduled very easily. Look, that ease of use tells me as a like, uh, hey, I'm I am our wheelhouse client, right? When I see that, I know then I believe my experience is going to be that much easier, right? Than when I start when when the you know when the whole process is easy. So, so we're using technology now. We're trying to integrate all of the technology to make sure that you know from you know soup to nuts, basically that you know the. Uh, the customer's experience is can be formalized and standardized so that fresh code, you know, if, if I've used fresh code in, you know, Connecticut and I moved to Seattle, I should have, you know, the same experience. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the number one. So especially on the, you know, what we, on the consumer side, that is, I think those are the things that convey, you know, um, confidence and competence, you know, in the beginning, you know, so. Yeah. Now, I was just thinking as you were explaining all that, you know, just as a bot, thinking of a buyer, thinking of myself as a buyer and also myself as a business person, you know, there's a couple of things there that, you know, as a buyer, first of all, I, as you said, that experience all the way through starts to train me on what I should expect from you. Right. And that starts in the very beginning. But when someone can break down a recommendation and a proposal, and it has, and you understand how it's done and it's done well, it's done accurately. Right. You, there's a level of trust that gets conveyed is completely invisible. It, 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 like if I, if I got a guy writing on a napkin saying he's looking up at the walls and, <laughs> you know, kind of guessing and, and, and yeah, I'll call you back later. I'll give you an estimate. That's different than someone who comes in with a, with an iPad who, who's seen it before. Yeah. who has technology to guide them, you know, you're getting accuracy. Yeah. And I think that for a buyer who doesn't know a lot about painting, which most wouldn't unless, yeah. and they happen to be somebody that has that experience, right? But a lot of buyers aren't like that. So just that alone is an amazing uh, idea. Just convey that as you're, as you're working with them early on to Absolutely. trust them, right? That trust part. So, so that kind of pours into the idea of running a profitable business, right? That the other thing is that, now I can have the confidence as a business owner. I really understand what goes into a project, how much time is invested, what the actual resources really are. And therefore, I know my margins really well, right. which I know it's constant focus for you guys. And without oh, yeah. that, you really, I mean, revenue is nice, but <laughs> if it doesn't trickle down to the bottom, what do we got? Okay. So I know that's important. And I know technology, if, if it's done right, that's what we all want to get from it. Exactly. So. So as we as we kind of keep on this discussion of technology, I'm going to pivot a little bit more over to the marketing side and just say, when I think of marketing and I think of what's going on the last, say, 20 years, it, things have rapidly increased and that, that, that speed of change is increasing. Yeah. And so how do you take a business owner uh, that, you know, and again, I know that you have a recruiting process and maybe we could talk about that a little bit, but... I'm sure you're recruiting a lot of different types of folks from different backgrounds, and maybe they have certain qualities you look for. But when it comes to technology, digital marketing, certainly people in the trades, people, we would say, you know, more on the blue collar side of things, if they have that background. 
right. might not be on the background of technology, right? They might not have the background. So how, what is, what would you consider to be the most important things that have to be there from a digital marketing or a technology related marketing side of things to get someone going and to keep them growing? What, what are those things? Well, I mean, I think first of all, the, you know, you, you have to have insights into your, into your business. I mean, so from a marketing standpoint, I mean, obviously did you, you know, you just opened up a, a box that has so many, you know, different things in it. I, I, you know, it's like, Oh, it's like Christmas. I'm going to, which one do we want to talk about first? But um, you know, uh, if marketing and technology, I mean, digital marketing space has evolved and you talk about a space that evolved and transitions and has been changing immensely. I can remember um, even back, seems like 15 years ago, I still, you know, when I worked for Enhanced, they, we still required them to have a yellow pages ad that got changed pretty quick, you know, but um, you know, it, it, what's important, first of all, for our, for the business owners coming in, most important thing still is taking care of the customer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we can have all the technology in the world, but if we can't take care of and do painting, right. Painting done, right. Right. If we can't get the, you know, paint on the walls correctly and, and take care of the customer. That's where the, so the reputation starts there. I will say that um, for, for our business owners coming in, one of the things we tell them immediately is that, you know, we can, there's all the fun bells and whistles and digital marketing, but honestly, uh, the foundation of every solid business I've ever seen is still networking. Um, it is still getting out there, being part of your community, um, building those relationships. This is a very relational business. I can tell you, it's been really eye-opening for us as we've really expanded into the B2B side. That's really relational. I mean, the you know, for us to build national accounts, it's really relationship organ, you know, and repeat referral business. That really is on um, you know, on the relationship side. So we very much encourage from right away a uh, networking, you know, joining whether it's BNI or Chamber of Commerce, you know, you know, service organizations, get involved in in the networking um, list. We call it a list of 100. You're making, you know, make a list of 100 people you know and make sure they know you're going into business. So, I mean, that aspect of marketing hasn't changed. I think the digital side of it is interesting. What one of the fears I have is that sometimes, you know, there's been times where we, you know, think, oh, well, I can just flip a switch and, and that digital side is going to feed everything. And that, you know, I, you know, and there's been moments where it's been insane. It's, it's been wonderful. In the beginning, when we were maybe first to market with that kind of stuff, we had a competitive advantage, then people caught up, you know, the industry caught up, then, you know, then we, you know, we, we take a step ahead. But at the end of the day, you never, I don't care what business you're running, you never want to have all your eggs in one basket. You know, you need diversity to have, because, you know, God forbid something happened. I can tell you right now, what we're seeing in the digital space is that, you know, you know, the cost, the cost per lead of pay-per-click is just gone off the charts for a minute, you know. And so if somebody, if that was their number one dependency, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, um, so, you know, one of the things we're focused on right now is just, you know, going back, you know, let's make sure, let's let's re-hit the basics. It was funny. We sat down as a team and said, okay, List out, let's just for fun. We haven't done this well, but you know, let's list out every marketing lead source we can come up with. You know, honestly, in a very short period of time, we came up with like 91 different ask things that you can do, um, you know, to drive leads, both, you know, traditional, you know, all the categories, right? And said, great, we need this. Let's focus on 20 of them and let's get, let's get back to diversifying our business and making sure we're getting the best return on investment, most importantly, right? 
yeah. uh, for for the leads that we got we've got coming in. And you know, insurer, you know, we always everyone wants to talk about organic. And I'll tell you what, we have a strong focus on SEO and organic. But look at the fold. I mean, right now the Google's finally gotten really smart, right? There's nothing above the fold that really is organic. It's all somehow you're paying for it, right? You know, whether it's ads or LSAs or, you know. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I think is important. And what I think is really important, you know, as a franchisor is that's our, you know, we can continue to do the heavy lifting on that side, stay ahead of the curve, um, you know, and, and, and then work with our business. Could we have business coaches, you know, and saying, Hey, we, here's the best recommendations we can give you now, you know, uh, working with our franchise owners to, to, again, to make sure they're diversified in what they're doing and they're approaching on marketing. So anyway, that's just my take on it. And it's, you know, it's hit home though. I mean, oh my God, if you think of the last three years, I mean, yes, we, who predicted the pandemic, you know, who predicted what was going to happen, the amazing explosion of stuff that at least in home services that happened as we came out of the pandemic, it's amazing. People sit in their house for a few days, stare at walls. The longer you stare at a wall, the more it needs painting. That's all I can tell you. It's like, um, um, no, no, I, you, you, you nailed it. And, and I feel like you really honed in on an amazing idea, right? Which is, you said not putting every, all your eggs in one basket. And I would say as a technology person, you know, it's someone that, 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 that would be where I focus marketing and technology and, and, and those types of things that help you a business grow. But it really is, we live in a world where things are completely changing regularly. So if you put all your eggs in a Google basket, that would be a difficult thing, right? Yeah. One thing that will never change is the idea that if you can help another business owner help his clients yeah. and make his job easier, whether it's making him look good, helping him make an additional revenue stream, uh, whether he just feels better at night, um, it, it, to me, that's evergreen. To me, that's permanent. That'll never change. And that's how you build, you know, if you think of a stool with four legs, that's how you build a stool with thousands of legs, right? Is having those those partners, uh, those referral partners. And and then I also think that you you have an opportunity to kind of become part of their audience if you do it right. You know, yeah. if if you're if you're close enough with them, now they may be in a different place, that audience where they're thinking, maybe in the future I'll need the painting, right? So you start to introduce people to the brand at different times of the continuum of their life <laughs> when they might need uh, right. the painting, but you're doing that through other partners. To me, it's a brilliant strategy. I mean, that is, you need to have that. And then of course, you've got the social media, you've got search, you've got these concepts of people finding you in front of a screen. We're all looking at screens all day. So clearly that's an important idea of knowing how best to leverage that. But yeah. truly though, it's a moving target. And what's not moving is what you said earlier. So that's great that they do that. And and I would think also just the idea of the business also is very referral driven. So not only from partners, but from the homeowners themselves. So ultimately, you know, the the better that relationship can be uh, yeah. with, hey, I know, I know a guy that knows he's also a friend of the other guy that I'm that I do business with. Like it, it feels more like a community to them. So I would think the referrals are are increased that way. But in terms of, um, you know, in terms of helping uh, your your brand uh, grow even, I, I, I guess in terms of your goals, in terms of growth, right. I should start with, you're at, was it, a, did I see 170 units? How many, how many units do you have? Oh, yeah. Or, so, so, uh, 
Yeah, right. We're right there. I think with the um, upcoming training we have, we'll probably be right at around one seventy five ish. So yeah. that's that. Yeah, that's an amazing accomplishment right there. So how does that start to look as the president? Right? Are you? Is there a goal to get lots and lots of of uh, to fill every possible territory, or is it more of a considered growth uh, pace that you take? And and also, I wanted to also mention it. Law, I lost it for a minute. But as we were talking about partners and things, I know that strategic franchising is also another umbrella, right? Over Fresh Code. And tell me a little bit about your sister brands and and how that also kind of has that similar effect of partnering with with other business owners. Uh, But but yeah, how how are you looking at growth? And and you know, is it more of a considered? uh, You know, we take our time with growth or. Is it something where you have to get prepared to go faster? I mean, how does that look? I, I think it's both. I think um, considered for sure. Um, we want to make sure. Going back to the iconic idea, you know, I it, if it was just about numbers, uh, you know, if I said I oh, I just want to be at a thousand units, I mean, I, literally, I could guess we could go out and on the street corner and hand out franchise certificates to people, right? You know, yeah. but that doesn't make our brand iconic. That doesn't make us trusted and loved, right? We might get known, but you know, you got to have all three. So you really want to bring on the right people. You want we want to bring on people. You know, we want to make sure we're selecting and recruiting the right people. Um, we find that um, people with a solid business background, you know, coming into this don't necessarily need the painting background. And, and actually, in some ways, a painting background can be a detriment because there's there's a way of doing, you know, oh, I'm going to do it the way I've always done it. Well, no, we really want you to think about the business differently. Uh, we want you to be thinking about how to market, be a, an executive. We, we consider it a, an executive model, not an absentee model, but an executive model. We want people that want to come in and really run a business. Um, you know, if we think about, um, you know, where are the other brands, you know, so for strategic, we have some really cool sister brands, I mean, uh, and uh, sister and brother brands, we'll call them, but, uh, you know, and it's, it's a really interesting variety. I mean, there's, there's, this is where you realize there's commonality. One of our, in fact, the most, the oldest brand in the strategic group is called growth, the growth coach. It's actually a coaching model, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's a uh, that which is a very different from the home services. Um, our newest brand, which is um, Pet Wants, which is a pet nutrition company, you know, uh, group, is is fun. Um, we all love puppies and kittens, so it really gives us an opportunity. Actually, it allowed us to start bringing our pup, you know, our dogs to work, which was great. And and I feed my my dogs eat uh, Pet Wants food, right? Um, you know the. Um, uh, True Blue, um, which is as is actually rebranding itself as your home, you know, your home uh, care ally or your home services ally. You know, they're really it's a it's, it, there's a handyman component to that, but it's really about let me help you coordinate all of the things you need for your total house care. Really, um, the um, and so you know we partner actually uh, True Blue has been a great partner for us. So one of the things is that as we've been growing our national accounts. Uh, if for some reason we don't have a fresh coat in a certain area, we also reach out to the true blue owners. Uh, so, you know, what, what are the benefits of having sister brands? You know, it benefits us because if we can take care of our national accounts partner, that's, that's a benefit to us in that relationship. It, it, you know, true blue, it's manna from heaven. You know, okay. Oh, well, look, this, this just came from fresh coat, right? You know, in fact, our true blue and fresh coat owners probably have the best synergy. We have, we have, um, folks out there in the field that have, um, partnered up on, on a, um, uh, on offices, um, you know, uh, store, you know, and, you know, facilities because they really, you know, certainly in the handyman side, they may do a little bit of painting, but they don't want to paint, you know, when it comes to any project that's larger, 
you know, we love it. You know, also it helps us because, you know, almost every time we're going in to do any kind of paint project, there's usually handyman type things that have to go with that, you know, whether it's, you know, wood repair and such. So, so there's some, you know, there's some synergies there for sure. Uh, we, another brand of ours, which is totally different is uh, Caring Transitions, which is really a senior relocation business, uh, which was really um, pyramided by, I mean, their, their primary is really an estate sale package. So they, they go in, they help, you know, folks downsize, um, you know, like either downsize out of a house or somebody's moving. I mean, the, probably the primary piece of that is their, um, you know, maybe leaving their home and moving into a facility or moving into a small condo. Because, you know, I know as we age, you know, the bottom line is we can't take care of I, I of a big house. My dad's 84 and he's still in, the, you know, the house that I grew up in. And, you know, I think the only reason he's not moved out is it just seems overwhelming to try and move all that stuff, you know. Um, I used them. I, when I moved here, um, I moved relocated from Texas and, and my, my local caring transition, it was awesome because I was having to do this remotely and Brandon just took care of everything at the house for me. You know, it was, I'm telling you what, it was amazing. You know, again, I, I'm a, I'm a super heavy user of home services type businesses, you know, but, um, so, so the, one of the benefits there is, you know, we do get our owners together. Um, you know, we do, you know, whether it's a conference, it allows us to, share services. So the beauty of it for me is like, for instance, I have a much more robust robust financial and legal team um, than I would if I was a standalone brand, which reserve that means I can take, you know, money that would normally have to get invested there and I can invest it more into the fresh coat system, right? More into technology, more into other, you know, our marketing team. Um, you know, we, you know, it, even though we have team, you know, our team is solely fresh coat focused when I talk about like our marketing team, our coaches, but we learn from each other. Like our marketing team can pin, you know, go over and talk to caring transitions and pet wants and say, Hey, what are you guys seeing? You know, and we share ideas across the brand. So, and even for me as a, you know, as a president, if I, I have, you know, four other presidents uh, to bounce things off of and to share ideas with and to learn from and steal shamelessly from, as we say, you know, I said, what, you know, what, what's the term R&D stand for? Rip off and duplicate? You know, I, I, it's, it's perfect. I mean, franchising. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Right? It's, it's what we do, right? You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, you know, we're silly if we don't utilize, you know, great ideas from, from everywhere. Right. So um, that's. I love uh, that, by the way, R&D. Um, well, no, that, I mean, that's, that's brilliant. I mean, and, and, you know, we just, we just talked about, you know, the way you, you, you diversify and solidify or strengthen a brand strategically or a collection of brands. Right. And, you know, you mentioned True Blue and Carrying Transitions and I, and I am familiar and it, it is like you're expanding that painting audience, right? Because these folks are in different situations, but painting could be one of the top things they need to knock out. One of the things, Right. right. And and so it's just a great great set of partners, right? Built right into your your overall brand, which oh, is yeah, great, awesome. or your your company, yeah. So I understand that. Well, listen, it's been great having you. Um, I want to wrap up with one question. Uh, as the president of Fresh Coat, I know every day you're faced with challenges. You're running teams. You're you're everything we just talked about, right? Starting to t- uh, stay a couple steps ahead, doing the R and D, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but tell me, is there is there a mentor? I know you mentioned McDonald's earlier was a good early experience, but is there a mentor or a book or anything you you really look at as as a principle or or set of principles that have guided you and helped you guide your teams? Wow, just over the course of uh, all these years, um, 
you know, I will tell you that, um, uh, you know, I've had, I've had many mentors and I think I've been blessed in that I'm, I, I like to reach out and, and, you know, make sure there's somebody I can, you know, sound off of, but, you know, I, early on, I mentioned I had a really great mentor and to this day, I hear his voice in my head, you know, on, it was, a, it was good, basic leadership stuff. Um, uh, and that was in my, my early days at McDonald's um, right now, though, I tell you, you know, as I've evolved into president, you know, I, I think one of the things that uh, we're doing is we're working with, um, um, you know, it, it's really bringing in an outside coach, you know, and I, I'm a believer in that. I think, uh, you know, so we're, you know, right now we're working with a coach who is um, really brings in the, what was known as the pinnacle system, which is very similar to traction. Traction was a great read. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed, I, there were a lot of principles of that I've incorporated just uniquely, but uh, so that's our the latest thing that we're doing. Um, I think it's a, you know, I think it's always good to have somebody take an outsider, take a fresh look at your brand. Um, and interestingly, the coach we're working with is one of my former franchises from a franchisees from a, from another system who evolved into coaching. And, you know, I just always had a tremendous amount of respect for her and, um, and she, um, um, I thought, yeah, you know, I need, in fact, I, it's funny that the roles, the roles have turned, uh, going back to my original mentor, I said, a great piece of advice he gave me years and years ago was that when you're hiring, when you're hiring somebody, you should look across the table and think, could I work for this person? And I think what Ed meant at that time was values and all those things. Is this somebody that if the tables were turned, I could work for that person? If so, you're probably hiring at the right level. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I can remember there have been a couple of times in my careers when I've hired somebody, I thought, wow, this person's so, you know, is so skilled. I mean, you know, sometimes people won't, a lot of times leaders won't hire somebody who's sharper than them. I, I, I think the lesson I took from that is my job is to hire is absolutely to hire people that are way smarter than me, you know, because look, I'm not an expert in, you know, I'm not an expert in market marketing. I'm more of a, you know, there's things I am expert in, but that's maybe not my area. I need to hire somebody who's a lot smarter than me, you know, and, um, you know, so I, that's how, you know, how have I been successful? I, I think I've been successful by being very comfortable hiring people that are way smarter than me and, and or have a lot more experience. I just recently hired a new COO, Wayne Sugar, who actually started in the painting industry. He worked for College Pro. He was one of the founders of CertiPro. I mean, our comp our competitor, right? You know, and I brought, you know, I but I brought in somebody with more experience than me because how, how why wouldn't you, right? I had that opportunity. It was like it fell in my lap, this opportunity. I'm like, oh yes, absolutely I'm gonna hire this person. Anyway, it kind of goes back to like, you know, I, I think of that when I think of Leslie because you know, I, I used to coach her. Now, you know, would would I want that person coaching me? Well, yes, because the values and, you know, and the, you know, and the comfort level, you know, that instant, like, I trust you. And I know you can give me an honest answer and tell me when I'm, you know, no, Terry, you're on the, you're heading in the wrong direction. There's a sign in my, uh, and, and this will be one you say you wanted to know, like, is there something that hallmarks? There's a sign sitting over here next to my desk. And it says, it doesn't matter how fast you run, if you're going the wrong direction. <laughs> when that that well you nailed a bunch of things in that in that that whole that whole answer um i i was waiting for you to say i i hire smarter people because i've heard a lot of really smart people tell me that so yeah. that is absolutely true building teams of really smart but i love the way you put that about what i when you're hiring and obviously it is a certain kind of hiring but when you're hiring a professional could i work for this person 
Yeah. I think that says a lot about you, uh, your, your humility. Your, you, you wouldn't be looking at hiring the smartest people in the room if you, if you didn't already have that in your mind, right? Which is an amazing thing. And that is true, like, because it, it would answer some questions if you couldn't do that. Like, why, why can't you hire that person if they happen to be more skilled or knowledgeable about, about the painting side of franchising, right? Um, but that's brilliant. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I'll, I will remember that, when I'm, especially when I'm hiring someone. So okay. I, You'll hear that voice yeah. in your head. I still hear he's, <laughs> yeah. he's still sitting on my shoulder and goes, would you work for that person? I'm like, okay. It's, you know. it's a totally great question, too. I mean, it really helps you think through. Do they have all the important things right, at the end yeah. of the day? So that's an amazing way to look at it. Appreciate that. Well, so before before you we let the audience go, is there a, a good website to go and check out Fresh Coat and strategic franchising and anything else? Sure. If they're interested. Um, e all the above. Um, we've got um, certainly for Fresh Coat, um, our consumer freshcoatpainters.com is um, on the consumer side, freshcoatfranchising.com if you're interested in looking at the Fresh Coat franchise. Um, and then, of course, uh, strategicfranchising.com um, also is a uh, a great website uh, to look at all the brands. So, excellent, excellent. Well, I appreciate your time today, uh, Tara, and uh, we're going to talk again soon. I hope. Uh, I, yeah, I, hopefully we'll see each other or talk again soon. I, I loved it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye for now. Bye for now.